Welcome to the podcast of First Baptist Church, Black Mountain, North Carolina. In the beautiful mountains of western North Carolina, just east of Asheville, our pastor, Dr. T. David Phillips, thanks you for visiting our podcast today. We welcome you to a place for you. In this podcast, we will examine the special calling and place Christ has for you. You are welcomed. There is a place for you. As the children are going to their special time, I invite you to open your Bibles to the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 5. We're not reading from chapter 15 today, but we are reading from chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. We hear prayerfully the reading of God's Word. Beginning in the first verse. One day Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the Sea of Galilee. The people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats that were left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and said to him, and asked him to push out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his holy word. This is the scene for you. I want you to imagine Jesus standing on the bank of the Sea of Galilee. There are two boats. Two boats, one belonging to Simon and Andrew, one belonging to James and John, the, the sons of Zebedee. Jesus had a decision. He chose Simon's boat. Why? Why Simon? Don't we remember Simon? Simon was the one with the bad mouth, the, the big temper, the impetuous one. The unpredictable. And yet we see the pursuit of the Lord moving towards Simon. I will be so careful in this not to say Peter because this was before he received the name Petros, Peter. He's Simon. And Jesus has made the decision. Jesus has said to them, I need to use your boat. And the pursuit of the Lord comes to each one of us and says, I would like to use your boat. 
And immediately, immediately we began to make excuses. My boat is too small. It's not as nice as the other one. I, I don't have the gifts that they have. Use someone else's boat, and yet the pursuit and the, the love of God comes to us. I want to use your boat. I want to be very candid with you this morning, afternoon or evening, whenever you are watching this, I struggle with, and I ask the question all the time, what does God see in me? What does God see in me? I think I know what my family sees in me. I think I know what others see in me. I know what I see in me, but what does God see in me? And why would God call? And why would, why would God feel that God could use what I have? What does God see in me? What does God see in you? That's a powerful question. It's a question that wakens me at night. It's a, it's a question that in the middle of the day I say, Lord, what do you see? And yet the pursuit and the call and the love and the longing, it continues to be there. I truly believe he doesn't see the clothes that I wear. I truly believe he doesn't see the five pounds that I may gain or lose or more or less. I'm afraid that he does see the anger, the things that cre are creeping into my heart. The Lord sees, and yet, and yet, the comfort and the hope and the assurance for me and for you is that the Lord continues to pursue. The Lord pursues. The Lord sees something there. The Lord created you and the Lord created me and he longs and he yearns and he pursues and he moves toward. We have Jesus here choosing Simon's boat, sitting in Simon's boat, teaching the crowd and the crowd continues to grow and Jesus said, let's push out and Jesus said, I, I want you to drop your nets over here and, and I think this is what Simon, this is what made him so great. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in Jesus. Moving forth from Jesus, Simon said, Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> we fished all night. We have caught nothing. But because you say... Oh, those are, those, are, those are powerful words there. Because you are calling, because you say, we will drop our nets on the other side. And this is Peter. This is Simon, as he had the name of Peter. This is Simon who will preach at Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit. This is Peter, Peter who had two books this is Peter who walked on the water. Lord, because you say, Lord, because you pursue me, Lord, because you love me, Lord, because I trust in you, I'll put on the other side. God comes close. The Lord comes close. 
And I'm still dealing and asking that question, what does, what does he see in me? And yet, when the Lord comes close, when the Lord pursues, when the Lord is nearby, I, I can quickly start running. I can be focused on so many things. I can be worried. I can be all focused in the wrong direction. But the Lord comes to each one of us and says, I want to borrow your boat. I want to live through you. I want to love you, the pursuit, the pursuit of the Lord. Lamentations 3, I love this passage, says his love never ends. His mercies never fail. They are new every day, the pursuit of the Lord. I would like to borrow your boat. Would you push out with me? Would you, would you let me, would you let me lead? Would you let me love you? Would you let me direct? Simon, Simon listened. Simon listened. And yet if we claim Scripture, we must say this day that the Lord pursues with an everlasting love and patience. And Simon says, Lord, we tried, but because you are calling, but because we believe, because I believe in you, I will, I will follow. Because I believe in you and I trust you, I will receive your love. And this was the beginning. This was the beginning for Simon, who became Peter. A few weeks ago, Missy and I were in, in Lowe's. And I'll just give you a little secret. I always like to go this time of the year. Catherine knows it because... She is getting ready to have uh, the shock of her life when we, when we move in permanently. But we, we are always bringing plants over to the house, and, and we go to Lowe's, and we find the plants just really marked down to 50 cent and really, really cheap. And we were walking through Lowe's, and I, I noticed the mums, the chrysanthemums, if you want the formal word. They were, they were everywhere. And they were blooming in all, all, these, all these colors. And, and I was just thinking, you know, this is so sad. They've been groomed, and here we are getting into the fall season. There's a very good chance that none of these are going to be bought. They're, none of these are going to have a home. And yet they were there just row after row just blooming forth. And, you know, they tell you that if you plant them, they will come back next year. I've, I've had a few that have done that. But, I mean, they were, just, they were just blooming, just beautiful. And so my philosophical wonderings and panderings, I, I just had to say something to Missy. And, and I said, come here a minute. I said, look at these moms. And I was giving her a little, I was giving her a little sermon right there, and she wasn't appreciating it very much. 
I was like, look, no one's going to take these home. They're, they're beautiful. They, they have one time. It's the one last burst of color in the fall before we go and, and we start hibernation and everything dies forth. These moms are blooming, 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 and nobody's taking them. And Missy looked at me and she said, that's enough. <laughs> she said, let's go. And I said, yeah, but these moms, they're just going to throw them away. She said, that's enough. She didn't listen to the rest of my sermon. But what gives me great comfort is to think that my life is already, has already been blooming in his eyes. And we have that opportunity daily, daily, through the pursuit of the Lord. To bloom. And there is no season. In fact, those that are in Christ, Scripture says, is a new creation. Morning by morning, new mercies every single day. The love and the pursuit and the presence of the Lord. Look in this passage. Look today and listen. There's something powerful happened here. Not the dropping on the other side, the fish and all of that, the nets breaking. The powerful thing is you have the creator with the created. And that's the promise each one of us has. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord comes to us and says, or he comes to us in that feeling. He comes to us in that moment and says, I want you to push out. How many of you this morning coming to church saw the rainbow right over the church? My, my phone was being blown up with people saying, look at this, look at this. A few weeks ago, two planes crossed right at the same time to where they made a cross right above the steeple. And there are things happening in your life that the Lord is saying, I'm near, I'm near. Let's work together. Let's bloom. We're not a one and done. We are one and saved for eternal glory that we work on this side in partnership with the living Christ. I don't know about you, but I know today there are going to be a lot of people and there are going to be a lot of children dressing up. We don't have to dress up. We are called to reflect the presence, the love of Christ. This is the pursuit that gives me great hope. This is the pursuit that I want to encourage you to accept. The presence and power One more time of Simon. Lord, we've worked, but because you say, because you're here, 
we're going to put on the other side. May that be our response. May yes and may acceptance be our response to the pursuit of Christ. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your love that, Lord, will not let us go. Lord, may we turn, may we turn to you. May we receive you. May we receive your power. Lord, may we live in you, and you live through us. For Christ's sake. Amen. This morning we're going to sing as our response. Jesus is the song. He may be speaking. He may be speaking to you at home or wherever you listen, in the motel. Stop running. Listen, follow, receive. You'd like to pray. There is nothing more powerful than a praying church. Bring it to the altar. whatever decision, whatever and however he's leading. In this time, in this week, may we sing and live with our lives that Jesus is the song. I invite you to stand and let's sing to the glory of God and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit this day in our time of responses. One of the central messages of Scripture is that you are not alone. I would invite you to our worship services our celebrations each Sunday morning, 10 a.m., First Baptist of Black Mountain. In fact, we have saved a place for you this coming Sunday. May God bless.